have it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,136. Getting comfortable being uncomfortable is something that I've always kind of lived by. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Amber Blonigan. Hey, Amber, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. All right, here we go. Amber Blonigan founded GI Automotive in Beverly Hills, California in 2004. Amber is one of the most accomplished females in the high-end automotive and aftermarket industry. Her business is a premier automotive repair and service center focusing on high-end marks, including BMW, Lamborghini, Mercedes, Porsche, Ferrari, Rolls-Royce, Aston Martin, Bentley, and McLaren, catering to both luxury and exotic automobile owners. Amber's passion for cars pushes her to strive to provide her customers with the best experience possible when caring for their prized automobiles. She owns and drives exotics, and at GI Automotive, they offer maintenance, repairs, plus performance, and restyling upgrades. So, Amber, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your business and a very obvious passion for beautiful automobiles? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate the introduction. You bet. Um, yes, I'm Amber Blonigan, and I started my business in 2004. I was a car enthusiast myself, so I didn't feel like I was having a great experience going and doing fun things with my car. So I saw a, a need in the market. And I jumped into it, and it's been an amazing 15 years in the industry. It's incredible. Well, Amber, I was so excited that we met. We met through Facebook, and I found it really interesting that a woman is running a high-end shop like yours, and that's why I reached out to Amber to have her on the show. I love finding women who work in the automotive industry. It's a niche that used to be predominantly men, and the fact that you're a woman and that you've gone into this this area because you saw a need was really, really a smart move on your part. And I'm really excited to share your story. And as we continue on your journey, though, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been perhaps instrumental in forming your success in business. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So Amber, the wheel. Um, yeah, my I would say something that always kind of comes to mind when I'm thinking about, I don't know if it would be inspirational or not, but uh, I think getting comfortable being uncomfortable is something that I've always kind of lived by. And I say that because so many people start businesses and and go after whatever it is that they want in life. And, and they think it's just going to be easy. It's going to be overnight. It's just going to happen in a day or a week. Right. And they don't realize <laughs> that sometimes if you want something really amazing, it's not going to be that easy, and you're going to have to get comfortable being uncomfortable for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is a really important point you bring up, and I think it's incredibly valuable for people uh, starting businesses, but also in any aspect of life. I always say the great things happen when you're really uncomfortable and when you push yourself outside of those boundaries that you you have built for ourselves or we've built for ourselves or the people around us have built for us. And in the case of you being a woman in a predominantly men's part of business. I would imagine you've been faced with a lot of uncomfortable moments. Is that true? <laughs> yes, to say the least. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is. And it seems like even more so now with the younger generation, you know, I see all these people wanting to, you know, there's, there's Instagram and Facebook and everybody's trying to be like this motivational entrepreneur, successful. And, you know, there's all these inspirational quotes out there and stuff like that. But I, I really, what I observe is that nobody really wants to like go through those bad times to get to the good times. They <laughs> yeah. give it like, okay, I tried for a week or I tried for a couple months and it didn't work out. So yeah. you know, now we're going to go on to the next thing. And, you know, they always look for excuses why it didn't work. Like, listen, I've been doing this for 15 years and I'm still trying to <laughs> Still trying to make it work right. Yeah. Exactly. No, you, I'm still trying to be successful. <laughs> you know, and you touch on an important thing. I ran a business for 20 plus years and and hired and fired lots of people. Well, hired more than I fired. But uh, so many times somebody would come into me just after like six months and want this big raise. Well, I've been here six months. And I'm like, so? I've been here 15 years. I mean, yeah, it's like, what more are you doing now than you were doing six months ago? Are you really doing a lot more than, or have, you haven't even learned your your skill set yet? So, I love some of these uh, these books that are out now that you know kind of play the idea that you can just become this overnight success, and you just it doesn't happen. Yeah, it's not really fair, I, and I feel like a lot of these things are just kind of setting people up for failure. You know, because everybody's out there saying, "Oh, you can do it, you can do it." Well, yes, you can, yeah. but you can't do it tomorrow. You can't do it next month. I yeah, mean, exactly. it depends on what your goal is, right? But usually yeah. it's not, things aren't, great things aren't going to be achieved in, in a short amount of time. Absolutely. You know, I, I follow a little bit of uh, Gary V, a guy who has a media company and a lot of yeah. listeners may yeah. know him. And, no, and I, one of the things I, I don't like about him is all of his cursing. I don't think that's really necessary, but he, he's playing to a crowd. But the fact that he really focuses on, you got to work really hard and yeah. how, how long he's worked to get to where he's gotten to. and. I think it was Willie Nelson that said, I, yeah, I was an overnight success. It only took 20 years of playing in hockey tonks overnight to get <laughs> yeah. here. So, uh, where, well said, well said. You got to work hard. Just get up every morning and start moving your legs, as Adam Carolla told me when he was on this show a couple of years ago. Just get up and work hard every single day, exactly. and eventually yeah. you'll get there. Well, let's go back in time a little bit, because you are obviously someone who has a passion for cars. So, I'd love for you to go back to that pivotal moment as you remember it. When you knew you were going to be a car gal? I, I think it, it started pretty much the moment I got behind the wheel of a car. Um, I grew up riding horses and always, you know, being very athletic, doing a lot of sports and gymnastics and swimming, diving, everything. So it was a little extreme from the go. But yeah, once I started driving, I just, I was, I was like a maniac. Obviously, when I was younger, I didn't really know how to drive. I had a lot of accidents. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. But I really just, it, driving was always something that could kind of take me out of whatever situation I was in yeah. and just bring me to another place and, and a, a good place, obviously. So it started early on. And obviously, I, at the time, I went to high school and, and school in Minnesota. So we didn't have all these luxury and exotic cars there that we do here. So yeah, I think I was driving like a Geo Storm and a Dodge Stealth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, In the ice and snow. Hey, those were pretty cool <laughs> yeah. at the time. I thought I was pretty cool in my little geostorm. But yeah, when I moved out to California and obviously had the opportunity to drive better cars, faster cars, it was kind of like a done deal. I, I started my career working in brokerage firms, uh, 
UBS Payne Weber and VC. And so at the time, you know, everybody, I was also in a very male dominated industry and everybody was buying cars and instead of like going and buying clothes and shopping and doing all that, I was like hanging out with the guys going like, what cars are we going to buy? What are we going (laughs) to do to our cars? (laughs) Yeah, cool. And that's how this all kind of began with GI Automotive is, is during that time and buying some nice cars and trying to do some fun projects and not really having a great experience. But you know, I don't think that was necessarily just because I was a female, because, you know, a lot of the guys I was working with were all, always kind of complaining about like, hey, we wanted to go get new wheels or, you know, put some sort of performance accessory on our car. And like it was supposed to take a couple of days and our car has been gone for like a month. Right. So it was just something I started to really recognize. There was just a, a really big need for something as simple as a shop you could go to and they would give you what you pay for and do what they say they're going to do. I mean, things always happen and I'm not perfect. And, and there's been a lot of times where things get delayed. But at the end of the day, you're really going to get a, a good, honest experience when you come to my business. And that unfortunately in the automotive industry, especially in Los Angeles, isn't always the case. Well, yeah. And you're in car mecca there in LA. So there's lots of great places, Beverly Hills, beautiful cars. And uh, you're right. So many times you take your car somewhere, you expect something and especially a higher end client really expects a certain level of care and service. And it's great that you found that niche and you filled that niche. And the fact you've been around doing it so long is a testament that you're doing things right. So fantastic. From a Geostorm to Ferraris and Lamborghinis (laughs) in Beverly Hills. You've come a long way, baby, as they say. I know. Very nice. Very nice. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about maybe some big challenges and maybe even a failure or two that you face along the way. These are learning lessons, and that's the most important thing about them. It's how you handle them and how you go through them that helps you move forward. So tell us about one of those tough times and how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your business and your career as you moved forward? Um, well, I, you know, there's there's been a lot of challenges for sure. I don't like to really play the female card, but that's that it it's just a fact. It's just been a significant challenge, and especially 15 years ago. I 15 years ago it was it was not common at I mean it's not that it's common today but it was unheard of 15 years ago that mm-hmm. a female was running an automotive shop mm-hmm. I don't even really know any females that run automotive shops today or own them um, right honestly. yeah but but then it just it wasn't so I mean it was really at a point where I you know when I started my business I would get very frustrated when people would come in and I would introduce myself as the owner and they'd kind of dismiss me and just look for like any man to talk to. Oh <laughs> like, gosh, yeah. Yeah, even even right. my intern at the time, great kid, still talk to him today, but we even joke about it. Like they used yeah. to come in and I'd say I'd greet people and say hello, how can I help you? And they'd kind of just like walk past me and go straight for him and he's like, I don't even know anything she knows. <laughs> yeah, I work for her. You might want to talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, I would get frustrated and uh, it would make me angry and be like, no, you have to talk to me. You have to listen to me. And if you don't like it, just get out of my business. But it kind of then transitioned into a point where I would just be like, yeah, I'm the secretary, whatever makes you comfortable. <laughs> sure. Call me whatever you, know, you want. This is a business. I need to make money. So whatever you like. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then, you know, after a while, after being in this business for so long, it, obviously I couldn't 
take a backseat and be like, yeah, I'm just the secretary. So yeah, I mean, being a female definitely presents its challenges. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I'm really grateful for it. And I'm, I'm really glad that I stuck with it because I think it's really paved the way for a lot of women today. Yes. And just really in the last year, I mean, last couple years, but really there's been a huge push forward in the last year. And, and I don't know if that has something to do with all the other stuff that's going on in the world right now with the Me Too movement and all these other things, but it's become so much more accepted for women to be in motorsports or right. oh, yeah. automotive or working on cars. And and I think that's great. And I'd like to think that I was part of paving the way for these women to do that. No and doubt. so today, looking back, you know, there's so many times I wanted to quit and give up and just say, whatever. There were so many things that I could have done that would have been so much easier and I could have made so much more money. Mm-hmm. But I'm really glad I stuck with it. And I'm yeah. really glad that because I did that, some some girls might have it a little bit easier today. Well, it's a wonderful way to think about it. And I've had over about 150 women on my show now. And I love having women on Cars Yeah, because it it shows other women, young and old, that they can work in this industry. And some of them were true pioneers. Denise McCluggage, who we lost a few years ago. But I mean, she was racing cars in the 50s when it was unheard of for women to race cars. And then went into auto journalism, which there were no women in automotive journalism back then. Uh, Lynn St. James, of course, uh, Indy 500 racer who's been on the show. Uh, Kathy Droz comes to mind. She's a woman who created a company called HER Certified, Her Certified, and she helps women sell high-end luxury exotic cars and also now trains men how to better deal with female clients and not treat them <laughs> just, yeah. the wrong way <laughs> when they come in. Clueless on. <laughs> I know. I, well, we're just men. What can we expect? We're only guys. You know, we're, we we need to be taught better, but... Um, luckily I had a great mother that, that hopefully taught me how to treat women and how to be around women, but, but, um, you know, all these women, and, and I just named a couple out of the 150 plus women on the show. And now you, um, I think it's fantastic. And it's, it's a, just a testament to stick to itiveness, fortitude, the fact that you stuck to it and played, played your cards the best you could. And now I really think it is changing. and, And I think men's attitudes are changing about it as well thankfully. Uh, And it just opens a lot of doors. So uh, other women out there, and even us men, thank you for doing that because it opens up a different perspective, even for men who own exotic cars, uh, to have somebody working on their car or helping them work on their car uh, that's a woman. So I think it's fantastic. Kudos to you. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call kind of a big career aha moment when those headlights come on and kind of illuminate a new way for you. Uh, Is if you had a big aha moment in these 15 years of running your business? I'll bet you've had quite a few, actually. (laughs) (laughs) There's been a lot of aha moments. Some good, some bad. Um, But no, I think the the really like the biggest moment for me, and it was prior to starting this business, a good friend of mine who passed away a few years ago, Tim Mm. Sullivan, Mm -hmm. he looked at me and, and it was when I was still working in VC. And there was some projects that I wanted to go after. And I was kind of like, these are a little big for me. I'm really young and nobody's really taking me seriously. And he just looked at me and he said, you can do anything you want to do. And that was just so impactful at that moment. And that really changed from literally from that moment on, like it changed everything for me. I was like, there was no limitations. There was no boundaries. I mean, I didn't have, I wasn't ever a person who placed a lot of limitations on myself anyway, Mm -hmm. but that was just like, it was like my whole mind just opened up. 
And from that point forward, I mean, there was really nothing that I, I didn't think I could do. Well, you were very fortunate to have him in your life. My, my condolences for losing him as a friend. But, you know, sometimes all it takes is a little, a little talk, a little couple words of encouragement to kind of... Literally, uh, just one sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it really doesn't take much. And sometimes we forget that we can impact somebody's life in a really, really powerful way. And I think it's it's absolutely fantastic that he's that he did that for you. You know, I had a, another great guest on the show, Gar Stein, who wrote a fantastic book called The Art of Racing in the Rain. Um, most people have heard of it. It's the story of a guy through his dog's eyes, which makes it even more endearing. But he said something that your comments brought to light, and that is the way we disempower ourselves sometimes when we think we can't do things and all it takes is someone else reminding us that we can. And his quote is, that which we manifest is before us. We are the creators of our own destiny. Be it through intention or ignorance, our success and our failures have been brought on by none other than ourselves. And oh, it's, absolutely. it's yeah. a really powerful quote. I even created a meme and I use it for people when I, Facebook friends, when they, I kind of tell they're being kind of down on themselves and remind them that you're, you have all the control here, not yeah. anybody else. You just have to have, change your attitude, just switch it around, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I mean, a positive attitude, it, it does. It changes everything. And I've even found at times in my life when I'm not so positive and I'm kind of negative, stuff doesn't go really well. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, I see that also on Facebook when people are posting negative things and you just kind of want to slap them and go, stop it. Yeah. Focus on what was good today. You know, uh, have some gratitude for what is positive in your life. Cause well, we all know those people on, on social media that oh, sometimes God. share a little too much, right? Yeah. 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 They need to change. Uh, scroll on by as my wife yeah. reminds me, <laughs> scroll on by. environment for sharing, but sometimes you're like, well, maybe just don't share that. <laughs> don't engage. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car. Now, maybe it was a little different than that Geostorm that you mentioned, but I, I always like to ask people about the first time they got a car that they maybe either worked really hard for, they strive to finally get, and maybe share a memory you have about that vehicle. Yeah, I think for me, the first car that I that I got that was like a choice and not just a car that was like, okay, this is going to get me from A to B. Mm -hmm. I got the BMW 8 Series, the big V12 850C. Oh my God, you went for the big dog. I did. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I was like, I've made it. I'm amazing. This car is so cool. <laughs> Until it kept like blowing up because those cars were really well known for having yeah, so many issues. <laughs> they did have a few issues, didn't they? And they were very expensive to fix. Yes, they. I think. Well, so with that car, that was that was like my first like I get to choose this car. I get I have money. I can kind of go buy whatever. And yeah. this is the car I wanted. And I actually still have that car today. Oh, good for you. Um, yeah, well, not so much. I'd really like to get rid of it. So if anybody's <laughs> listening and wants to buy an 850Ci, I've got one. It's great. It's been rebuilt oh. a bunch of times. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I still have it today. I'm not really sure. I mean, I guess I kept it because it was kind of that, that car, right? A symbol, yeah. Um, but I think I've put three engines in it at this point. Oh, my gosh. 
I've repainted it numerous times. It actually sat in the back of my shop at one point for probably like five years. Mm-hmm. But now it's got new interior and a eh. bunch of stuff to it. And I still, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But I, I think it, it might be time to part ways. But it, that was the first car that I really was able to like choose. And at the time, it was it was a great car. It was comfortable and it was fast. And it was, oh, you know, yeah. ha- it has a really actually, I think, like classic look to it still. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Well, we'll make sure I put on Amber's show notes page how to contact her at her business. So if anybody <laughs> out there is looking for a car like that, maybe we should edit out all that and you should, should paint a much better light of this car. <laughs> no, maybe that's okay. why you're in car repair, not car sales. I, I but- <laughs> think everybody, yeah, exactly. I think everybody's well aware of the issues with that car, but they're making a new 8 Series now. So oh, yeah, yeah. There might be some interest in these old ones again. <laughs> well, you know, they're just, they're... They're flagship cars. I just got my new copy of Roundel, the BMW Club magazine. I've been a BMW Club member for decades. And uh, yeah, they talk about the new 8 Series. So it's and it's beautiful. So those cars have always been spectacular. Well, how about that seller's remorse story? Is there a car you've let go that you really wish you had back? Um, no, not so much. I mean, I've had so many cars over the years. But there was a, a time where I was doing a lot of restoration so I had some really great old Mercedes and Porsches and stuff like that. Never got into the Ferraris or any of the other ones, but I, I was definitely, I definitely put together a lot of uh, nice builds on old Porsches and Mercedes. So yeah, nice. there's a few of them that I really liked. None that I really like say, oh my God, I wish I could have that today. But yeah. I had a 280 SL Pagoda, which- Oh, beautiful. Got, yeah, it got stolen twice, rebuilt it twice. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, apparently it's a very popular car to steal. So after the second time it went missing, I was just like, nope, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. But I really like that car. I had the old, uh, the 65 uh, 600 short wheelbase Mercedes. Ooh, beautiful. Uh, the, yeah, I loved that car. It was so comfortable. It was yeah. like for its time. I mean, it had the hydraulic windows and it was like literally driving like a really comfortable sofa. Yeah. So I really loved that car. And then, you know, all the old Porsches. I mean, if I had those today... I could probably retire. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Boy, the prices of those have gone through the roof. Well, you've got and to play with some. Of, they've gone down now, but I mean, a, a couple bit, yeah. of years ago, it was it was out of control. I was yep. like, wow, if I had all the old Porsches I used to have, I would just be able to go retire now. <laughs> well, you know, I always say at least you got to experience those cars and you get yes. to be around some very cool cars there at GI Automotive. What are you working on now in your business for this year and next year that really has you excited and fired up? There's actually so much going on in my business right now that's exciting. We just moved locations. So we're now in Beverly Hills. I was in Santa Monica before, and we just recently moved there. Uh, We kind of did our whole official launch. I mean, it seems like forever ago, but it was only five weeks ago. I know. Um, Yeah. You were busy. I was trying to get Amber on this show, and she's like, I'm in the middle of a move. I can't talk to you right now. I'll call yes. you later. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, it took a little longer than expected as usual, but yep. it's just, it's a beautiful facility. I was fortunate enough to find a building that also had a great space. Uh, it's over the workshop and it's about 2,000 square feet. Nice. And I think it was used for storage previously, but we turned it into a really amazing lounge and bar and just a really oh, wow. cool, cool, yeah, just a really cool vibe up there. I hired an amazing interior designer, Michael Lynn Interiors. And he put it together. And so I'm super excited about that because now not only do we have this great like workspace where we can work on cars and do all that, we have this space where we can also entertain people and do events. Mm-hmm. And I've already done a couple of events. Um, 
yeah, I want to do stuff to cater to everybody, but I'm really excited about being able to do some events focusing on women. So we did the first all women's car meet last week, which oh, was super awesome. exciting. Yeah. I tried to do this years ago, probably six or seven years ago. Uh, my friend Amy Shackelford and I tried to do all women's car meet, and I think three people showed up. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this time, though, it was a very different experience. We had, I think, about 60 women came. And and they were all, it was so wonderful to see them all and showing their cars and talking about their passions and, you know, why they're enthusiastic about cars and everybody got along really well. So I think I'm going to continue to do that. So, I mean, it's the, the move and, and just having a, a different kind of space is really great. And I'm, I'm super excited about that. I think it's going to be something that's going to be very unique for our business uh, to be able to do all this entertaining. And we're working on a show. We just got done filming a sizzle reel, so that should be pretty exciting. I know, again, I did a pilot uh, many years ago, and I didn't feel like it was the right thing at the time, because I think early on in, in reality TV, you know, these production companies and networks were just, they just wanted to throw anything on the air. They were like, let's just get something out there, see if it works, who cares? And it was really more about like creating drama and yeah, yeah. and just negativity, and I think over the years, that's kind of changed in the way that, you know, the audiences want something that's a little more genuine and, and real, mm -hmm. and you can't yeah. really sell them a bunch of crap anymore. Yep. These companies have reached out to me throughout um, my career, because obviously being a female yeah, in LA yeah. with a car shop, you know, it's very unique. And they just came to me with a very different perspective and take on the whole situation. So we're, we're working on that. That's very exciting. And and just kind of being able to expand the business with the new location is just, I like, I can't wait to go to work every day. I'm so excited. Wow. Congratulations. It's Thank all you. sounding fantastic. Of course, Amy's been a past guest here on Cars. Yeah, she's a very passionate automotive enthusiast for sure. So, uh, yes. yeah, fantastic. She's wonderful. Everything she does is so great. Oh, man, she's one busy lady, that's for yeah, sure. she certainly is. Here's a very introspective question for you, Amber. If you were manifested into a car, if Amber woke up in the morning and was a car, what would she be and why? <laughs> that's interesting. Um, I would say something that was very fast, but still elegant. I don't know. I, that's a hard one to answer. There's a <laughs> couple of cars that I'm super excited about right now, but I haven't gotten to drive yet. Mm -hmm. And. I think if I drove one of them, it might be one of them. But those cars are the Aston Martin Valkyrie. Mm. I, like, I cannot wait to drive that car, see yeah. that car, just be have anything to do with that. Um, I love everything about it. And the Project One, I'm very excited about the Mercedes-Benz Project oh, One. Oh, yeah. Well, those are two fantastic cars that if Amber woke up as a car, I think she'd be pretty happy. I Maybe so. <laughs> it might be the Project. I'm German, so maybe yeah. it would be the Project One. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Amber, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, 
styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Amber, we're back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? The best automotive advice I've ever received. Um, I would say I was fortunate enough to spend a week with Bob Bondurant on his track in nice. Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so amazing. Um, and he really, really drove home the importance of tires. Mm. Tires are so important and people really don't realize that. I can't tell you how many performance cars and exotic cars i get in my shop with bald horrible expired tires yeah and you know they're spending money on all these other things and aftermarket things and i'm like you need tires yeah yeah they are the most important thing between you and the road that's for sure they really are so i think when it comes to really important advice that i've either received or i could give i think it's the importance of tires yeah and i work with michelin now i do a lot of their events and and kind of a brand ambassador for them. And I, I do that because they're the best tire company in the world. I mean, they really are. They're really f- far, far better than a lot of the other tires. And it's just the most important thing. It really is. I, I, it seems to be the least important thing to so many people, but it's not. Well, Michelin's, that's what I have on all my cars. I love those tires. They're great. Yeah. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Um, I think my personal habit is just really getting up every day and doing it. Just get up and, like I think you said earlier, Adam Carolla told you, just just get up and start moving and, yeah. and walking and putting one foot in front of the other. Yep. It's only going to get better. It's not. It's not going to get worse. Yeah. You know, just by just moving it. forward with your day. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I think that, and again, kind of what I said earlier is just kind of accepting. Sometimes you're just going to be really uncomfortable and finding a way to find to be comfortable with that and just accepting of that. Now, how about a resource? There are lots of awesome resources these days for us enthusiasts. Is there one in particular you'd like to share that's a go-to for you? I would say my go-to resource, just, in, I mean, it starts with your health. It starts with being healthy and, and taking care of yourself. So I think, you know, my my kind of, I guess, resource to keep me 
motivated and moving forward is just trying to be healthy. I mean, again, it, it really all comes back to that, like getting comfortable being uncomfortable. There's a lot of things that I don't like to eat or things I would like to eat, but I don't because they're not healthy. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. So I think just, just staying healthy and, and having the willpower to do that. I mean, everybody gets lazy and doesn't want to take care of themselves, but you have to. I mean, it really starts with that. Don't put a bunch of junk in your body and expect to have a good result. Don't put a bunch of toxins in your body. I see so many people, they drink, they party. So I have a couple people who are really knowledgeable with you know health and fitness, and they're kind of my resource, and, and they've helped me, uh, I think, really be productive and successful as I am. So important. Now, if I get a wave of magic wand and have you sit down and have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? Well, I mean, some of the living, uh, I've done that. I got to have you know dinner with Christian Konenzeg a couple years ago. That was a really great experience. Got to spend a week with Bob Bondurant. I mean, he's a racing legend. Yeah. And he's kind of in his, his later years, so he has a lot of wisdom to offer. There's so many. I, I couldn't really pick <laughs> one. I, there's just so many. Well, those know. are two, two I mean, great guys I, I there. Love, yeah, I love meeting so many people, just, just hearing their wisdom and their knowledge and their experience and everything like that. So, so many people for different reasons. Yeah, absolutely. I got to, I got to get to know Stan Barrett, who actually I think he still holds the land speed record. He broke Mach 1. Uh, this was in the late 70s, and they built this rocket car. And, and I, I don't think it was officially recognized because it had three wheels on it but he went like 729 miles an hour incredible yeah on land hard to believe yeah yeah so i mean i've gotten to know him and yeah just so many great people yeah surround yourself with great people that's always the way to go through life well how about a book i mentioned gar stein's book earlier in our conversation is there a book in particular you'd like to share with our uh, listeners that you enjoyed reading i mean there's not one that stands out i think that I mean, there's, yeah, there's not really a book that stands out. Obviously, as busy as I am, it's been quite a few years since I got <laughs> to sit down and actually read a book. I hate to say it. I'm really embarrassed because, like, I used to be the person going, like, hey, guys, remember books? Yeah. Let's well, read them. And now I got to tell you, it's probably been a few years since I actually got to sit down and read a book, and I'm very embarrassed by that. Well, you know, I've heard that from a lot of busy people. And one thing I always advise people is audiobooks. Um, my wife listens to audiobooks all the time. Uh, I always actually get a little frustrated because every time I walk in the room, I say something and she doesn't respond because she has earbuds in and she's listening to a book. But she's the kind of person that reads like three books a week. I mean, she's just a voracious reader. But she's kind of gotten me into audiobooks and it it helps me to be able to enjoy books in a whole different way so I can still work on other things while I'm listening, uh, whether it's outside or in the garage, whatever. So. We'll just say uh, go to audiobooks and uh, or actually your library has tons of free audiobooks that cost you nothing. Oh, and I live in uh, Beverly Hills. They have the most beautiful library. Uh, but you know what's interesting is that I think in today's world, especially when you live in, in a big city like this, I mean, I'm a very focused person, but you kind of become a little ADD and, and your attention span becomes shorter and shorter. And I think it's because we have so much stuff coming at us. I mean, yes. when you live in a city like Los Angeles, just getting to work, sometimes <laughs> yeah. you're faced with more challenges than, I mean, like I lived in Minnesota when I was young. I mean, I probably deal with more challenges just getting to work some days than I, than I did my entire day living yeah, there. Yeah. So I think because of that, and there's 
the massive amounts of things that are coming at you from every direction, you just become a little ADD, I've found, where I used to be super focused and I could sit down and read a book in like a weekend. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> that's maybe that's maybe that's something I can offer you, Amber, is to find the time to sit down and read again. I think you'll find it's very relaxing and enjoyable oh, and you can kind of get away. Now that you have that awesome lounge at your your uh, company, you can go up there on a quiet Sunday afternoon, perhaps, and enjoy that. Very nice. Well, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy, but it's a fun thought. Today, I'm going to buy Amber any cool collector car. It could be a supercar, exotic, whatever, but it's kind of a toy car that exists in the world. Money is no object, but there's a couple rules. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here. And, uh, you know, I want you to enjoy this thing. I want it to be something special for you that you'll keep. So what can I buy it? I'm so excited about that Project One. I really am. You can buy me a Project One. Ooh, okay. That's going to be cheap, right? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll I'll tell you what. It's a Mercedes. So I think think I'm being practical with that choice because. I'll listen to you. Because they're reliable. I mean, I, I've had a number of AMGs, and I can't tell you the situations those cars have, have gotten me through. I've I've owned Lamborghinis and Ferraris and McLarens, and I have been broken down all over the country in all of those cars at different times. Yeah. But I have never been stuck anywhere in an AMG. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're rock-solid cars. Well, I'll make sure we put a link on... Uh, on your website uh, page here at Cars Yeah, so that people can, that don't know about Project One can learn a little bit. It's a mid-engine all-wheel drive car. It's got a 1.6 liter um, high, turbo, high, turbocharged hybrid engine mm-hmm. in it, if I've got my, my facts right here. Right. Uh, incredible car. Yeah, massive output. I mean, just, uh, yeah, pretty darn cool. It's got like an eight-speed transmission. I mean, great for commuting through the LA traffic, I'm sure. So Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. All right. <laughs> Well, Amber, you've taken us on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive and life journey with my listeners here on Cars Yeah. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down uh, Sunset Boulevard, let's say, or the Mulholland Road in that Mercedes (laughs) Project One? I know. Um, Well, uh, from a, a business perspective, especially for the younger generation, don't give up. Don't quit. Just keep moving forward. Keep moving through the challenges and don't give up so easily. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's for anybody. But, you know, I really, really think the younger generation just, you know, they think everything's supposed to come overnight and it's supposed to be like a, you know, Instagram success (laughs) quote or something. Right. It's not. It's really not. It takes a lot of work and a lot of years. There you go. To get where I'm at and be successful. And anybody who wants that, just keep going. There you go. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and follow you in your business? You can find me. It's uh, on Instagram, GI Automotive Group, or our website, giautomotivegroup.com, or stop on by. We're in Beverly Hills at 195 South Robertson Boulevard. There you go. Well, listeners, you can find all these links on Amber's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Amber Blonigan. B-L-O-N-I-G-A-N, and you will find her page with all these links. If you find yourself in beautiful Beverly Hills, stop by GI Automotive and check it out. I think this is so cool what you're doing. Amber, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yeah audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. 
Thank you so much, Mark. I really appreciate the opportunity. I've enjoyed our conversation. Pleasure's all mine. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.